If you're interested in bringing love as a business strategy to your organization, we're now offering free mini sessions of our globally resonant Seneca Leaders training experience. These mini sessions dive into three topics to help begin transforming leadership behaviors and influencing culture for the better. Space is limited, so visit softway.com events to learn more and RSVP. Enjoy the show. All right, well, no podcast intro today, boys. Uh, what? Today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the right? day. Mo, Chris, today is the day our book is now officially a real thing. We did it. Oh my gosh, in the video. Yeah. In the video, three out of the four of us are holding books, and Chris is going to make up an excuse as to why a book is not near him. Chris, what is the reason? It's in this, it's in this trunk. That's where majority of them are. The other one is on my bookshelf downstairs and it's staged, so I'm trying to not disturb it. <laughs> okay. All right, so not a normal episode today. I don't think we have any other type of energy in our body except book energy this week, right? So this is, this is what we want to talk about. You know, shameless self-promotion this week is what it's all about because we've worked too hard and come too far not to just plug the crap out of this thing. So if you're listening, thank you for listening. But today we want to talk about love as a business strategy, the book. The book. Yeah. How are we feeling? How are we feeling? Let's go around the let's go around the room. Mohammed, how are you feeling? I am excited, but at the same time a little nervous because, you know, I don't know what the public's going to think about the book. So it's my honest truth. Excited okay. of what we've accomplished, but nervous about what people are going to think about it. Sure. What about you, Chris? I'm excited. So like with things like this, I don't get nervous because I feel like when you release things that you're proud of, like, I don't care if you don't like it. <laughs> like, I loved it. And I'm proud of it. And I did what I thought was best. And this is what, I, what we all believe. And so like, I'm fine defending the work if necessary, but more mm -hmm. importantly, I know that we created this book, not for selfish reasons, but to really promote what we believe is going to help sort of transform the workplace. And to me, maybe, maybe it's just me being completely like enamored and, and glamored and some vampire has sort of, you know, got me convinced that <clears throat> what we've created is, is remarkable enough that it's worth everyone's time. If you want to read it, if you want to learn from it, like, great. But if it's not for you, it's not for you. Keep it moving. Yeah. Next. I, I completely agree. I think when we first got together and we, like, remember the first, one of the first things we did almost a year ago is set out, like, what are our goals? If we're going to do this, yes. what are we trying to do? And nowhere on that list was, like, let's sell a bunch of copies and make money. And so, yeah. <laughs> you know, we actually, all of our goals were, like, we want to actually make a difference. We actually want to put this out there. And so... Now that it's right here in our hands, it's you're right, Chris. It's like it's very comforting to know that we've kind of done the hard part. I don't think we need to worry about anything from here besides we put what we wanted to into this. Yeah. And I'm really proud of that as well. Frank? I'm feeling a sense of accomplishment. And and you know, we're also coming up on Software's 18th birthday as an as a company, as an organization. Muhammad, you've been here for the whole thing because you founded this thinking thing 18 years ago. And I <laughs> I'm looking at this going, we've talked about writing a book for years, right? We talked about it and we talked about it. And there's a lot of things that we say we're going to do. And then I hold this in my hands and I'm like flipping through pages and I'm, and I'm, I'm stopping at a page and I'm looking at something. I literally stopped at a page just now 
and it was a reference to an Eminem song. And I'm over here like, hold on a second. This isn't a book. Like we're, we're talking about knees week, you know, mom's spaghetti. I pop over here again. <laughs> it's Muhammad saying, hey, let's get pizza. I don't know why all this is food themed, but the reality is that, that we've crafted something. And I, I just, I, I, this, this sense of accomplishment is really exciting. And for those that that are looking for a better path forward for people that are excited about wanting to bring something different and unique to their, to their, their workplace. Like we wrote this book for you. Like this is, this is yours. This isn't for us. This is for you. And we really wanted to make the biggest, best impact we can. Mm -hmm. So we held absolutely nothing back. Like mm -hmm. every single story in this is a real story. And we, we turned it up to 11 because we wanted you to feel what we felt. We wanted you to experience what we experienced. And in doing so, see yourself in the stories we're telling. And I think it's that's a special thing. Yep. And I, what I like about it is that <clears throat> maybe this is also part of why I'm I'm not nervous is that these are our lived experiences. And if there's anything that I've learned is like, don't be embarrassed by your lived experiences. That's what has gotten you to where you are. And if someone can't accept it or if someone wants to reject it, who is that a reflection of? It's not a reflection of me, right? It's not a reflection of us, right? And I think that for that reason, We've heard far more people interested in learning more about this topic. We we know that there are people who are suffering inside of their current workplaces that are hoping that there is something out there that they can hand to someone and say, hey, you know, my voice is not enough to change or to influence you, but maybe this book is. Maybe there are, you know, sort of folks out there that have been through um, what leaders are currently trying to figure out. And this can be a beacon of hope, you know, which is probably too, you know, um, dreamy of a word, but it could be just that for the leaders that are either scratching their heads or maybe feel like they are, you know, above everything and are doing everything right, even though their teams would, you know, vehemently disagree. Um, but I think that that is, that is what this book is really about, which is, you know, we've done there. We, we trust me whatever you think you've done, I promise you there's a story in there it's that happened. will show you that we, we took it's it a happened. step further, right? Yeah. Um, and and I think in that, I'm, I have solace in that we were authentically ourselves. We do, we're not just showing the best parts of Softway. We're not just showing all the wonderful ideas and the cool things that we've done. We're showing you the gritty, grimy, like bad stuff that most people, most executives, most leaders would never admit to let alone write a book about and let millions of people around the world read it and sort of learn from it. And, right. you know, I always appreciate that in the, in like self-help books, right? Because they always tell you the what and the why, but not the how, but it was really important that we really get into the how, right. And mm. also share our, our bad hows and our good hows. <laughs> right. Um, and so that's what I'm really excited about is that like this book talks about the how, and that it is does. the bulk of the book. That is the bulk yeah. of the book. And most self-help books just tell you the why and the what, and this is important. And you really need this. And then you get into like, okay, I'm, I'm convinced. How do I do and it? It's like, where do I get started? How do I, how do I, how? and you're just left hanging, right? Or you have to pay to get the real how, right? And that's what I wanted to make sure this book was not, which is a, like just a, a tease, so to speak, of, you know, a promise and a dream and an aspiration, but there's no how. And there's no believability to the achievability of, of the how. Yeah, that's a good point. I found something really interesting as we as kind of reflecting on the journey now that we, we've come to the somewhat of a finish line. 
kind of look back at when we were like putting this book together and all the conversation, I mean, the hours and the nights and just the time we had to spend together virtually just to collaborate on this. And it's funny because I don't think we ever, I don't think we ever stop at any point and go and went like, should we include that in the book? Like, it was like, we never, like everything was just like, yep, that's going in. Like, we just kind of like put it all out there. I'm looking back, I'm like, hmm. Now I'm kind of like wondering now it's going to be in people's hands and just like the realization that all of this is going to be in front of people is very different. Because uh, when we were writing it, there was like never that doubt. We were just like, oh yeah, that was really embarrassing. Which chapter should that go in? I'll tell you something. So this go, weekend, I had my um, nieces uh, get an early copy of the book and you know they're 13 years old and 17 years old and 15 years old and they read the book they were reading the book and the only thing they could come and tell me is you were mean you're really <laughs> mean to frank and i'm like okay that's all you got from the book is how mean i was but but to be honest right like they they really they're they're so young and they're enjoying the book it's a business strategy book and they're loving it and they're already like snapchat snapchatting it instagramming it to their friends and now their friends are wanting to buy the book and they're wow. they're only in high school and um it's quite interesting how they're finding it so fascinating and i asked them why are they why are they so interested and in, they're only in school they're like no they want to go to business school and they feel like this book is going to help them prepare for college and i was like okay that's that's pretty interesting but most of all i think what's important about the book that even you know my nieces are finding really funny and like interesting to read is the fact that we've actually shared our failures. We've shared real life experiences of how we weren't the greatest leaders. We weren't the greatest business folks. Everything in there is like mistakes that usually people would hide away from books or not want to put out there about themselves. But we wanted to put it out there. We wanted people to learn from our mistakes. And so a big part of this book is us being vulnerable and sharing our lived experiences of all the things we did wrong not so that we could just go into self-condemnation, but more so so that you guys can learn from it because we learned from it and we had an opportunity to change and we took the decision to change and transform and we're still transforming. But I think there's a lot of lessons in there that I don't think I would have ever realized had I not gone through or had we all not experienced together that we're trying to give a glimpse into the reader's uh, perspective to see how it might be happening even around them and they just haven't realized it. So a big part of the book is all about bringing that um, realities of a workplace and how you can still solve it and how you can have an alternate reality, which we're able to see for ourselves. And And that's how we led the book. It's all about let's share not how great we are, let's share how bad we were yeah. and how we've had to learn from it. Yeah. For me, it's, it's, um, it's really interesting because the, the name of the book is Love is a Business Strategy. And for those of you that have been listening to the podcast, you've actually heard some of the stories and heard some of the, the concepts, but you've never seen it kind of come together the way that the book actually brings everything that we believe in, our philosophy as an organization, as a group of people together. And people ask us, why love? And our, my response is because everything else has failed. Like if you look at how businesses today 
business as usual sucks. And we, we make mention of that early on in the story. Not to say that other businesses suck. We said the way we were running software, the way software was going, we would have been out of business. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have survived had we not realized what needed to be done. And the people that I've shared this book with so far, they've come back to me and said, every story you tell, I've either done it or I've had it done to me. And I think there people are just sick and tired of working in places that they hate. They're just sick and tired of it. Like, I don't want to work here anymore. But yeah. the, the reality is going from one place that treats you badly to another place that treats you worse isn't solving any problems. So we have to stop for a second and recognize the opportunity to create change from within. And, and for me, that was one of the important takeaways of the book is seeing that software could transform because the people inside of the company believe that they could transform. And I'm hoping that this brings people some semblance of hope. And maybe you read it and you're in a management position or a middle management position, or you're an aspiring leader. And you're like, I really need my boss to read this stinking book because you see all of the opportunities that do it, like share it with them. And, and the worst thing that could happen is they, they don't believe it. And there's actually a part of the book that we talk about. If that's the case, you know, let us know if you stay at that organization. But in the, in the end of the day, what we wanted to create is something that pushes back against what corporate environments say is the norm. That this is how you should work. This is what work should be. This is how your life needs to look. I don't think that's the reality that we need to be crafting for ourselves as we move forward. I don't think that's that's where we should be. And so this is not just theory. It's practical application, but it's also rooted in an opportunity to change. Yeah. Chris, you got words in your mouth. I feel like I know you. I do. Like I'm, I'm trying to like find ways to organize them so people like are listening and feel like they are audibly understanding what I'm saying because, you know, my thoughts sort of smash together. Um, <laughs> when it comes to, when it comes to this book and, you know, thinking about one, the value that we are intending to create, but also um, the, the reactions that I know I've been receiving from those who have gotten sort of advanced copies is there are some readers that will probably come across this book um, and maybe in situations or in organizations where they don't really understand certain expectations that are coming forward, especially in today's times around like diversity and inclusion, um, equity, belonging, all of those terms and all of those things. And I feel like we've crafted the book in a way that if you feel the most foreign to those terms, if you feel those terms are overused with no meaning or no definitions around them. We try and create, you know, a simple understanding, right? So I, I, I firmly believe that, you know, if you can lay things out in a simple fashion, it helps everybody come along that journey faster. And I like that the book has has done what I've been told is a great job of getting people to understand, you know, like inclusion and what that means and what that can look like from various lenses. Um, but also carrying that forward into the other principles and, um, and tenets that we teach and that we provide how-tos around. 
Um, so that way it's not this sort of isolated incident or isolated series of events that you do to celebrate culture, right? And like, oh, well, it's Black History Month or, oh, it's Ramadan or, oh, it's these things, right? But it's really about the behaviors of how do you bring everybody together to create a high-performing organization. And it's, it's to me, revelatory for a lot of people, or at least for me, watching people have those revelations and see like, what so many people have been talking about that feels so unapproachable, feels so so much like rocket science and feels so sort of distant and unattainable is actually within everyone's fingertips. You don't have to wait for anybody above you, around you, away from you to do anything. We've put it in a place where you can, in whatever seat you have, build the influence around those you work with to do something about the change you want to see in your workplace. You did great, yeah. Chris. I, I mean, that was, sounded fantastic. I, I, you articulated it how oh, yeah. I, exactly <laughs> how I feel. Because I was here's trying. the thing, for, for, for me, it's, it's like, I'm especially proud of the same exact thing. And it comes from a perspective of like, I think even myself, I have like this unspoken kind of negative bias towards like a business book mm -hmm. um, or experiences with people trying to tell me things about business. Not that I haven't figured out. I just don't want to hear all the all the, the the complicated jargon and all the other stuff yeah. that I'm supposed to keep up with, and I think we we put that extra effort of like I mean this book is not written like a business book like it's got the word business on the cover and that's about the end of it <laughs> like the rest of it is basically this like tell all documentary of yeah. of software like kind of organized in a way to help you understand those things uh, in the ways that we learn them and I yeah. I'm especially proud of that because. You know, we don't, it, I guess it doesn't come across on the back cover or just in single blurbs. But the one thing I would say for anyone considering is that this is not your typical business book read at all. Not even close. I don't think um, it's not, not that it's automatically boring, but it's not boring. <laughs> um, and it's not, it's not like deeply technical or trying to break into like, and while it does handhold you through a lot of these concepts, it's not done in a way that treats you as if, you know, it, it's, it's handholding in a way that's like, you know, everyone has something to kind of real, realign and revisit on these topics. And we just want to give you a different perspective. And we just want to give you our kind of learned kind of experience around what that looked like for us. And I think it's, we've gotten feedback that that's like really insightful for people to connect back to their own world, back to their own experiences. And I hope that's, I mean, if that plays out true to people who read this book here and there, I'll be so happy. Like that's the outcome I was looking for coming into this. I just wanted people to hear our story and be like, I see myself right there in that story, have one new thought, one new approach, one new, you know, thing they want to go into work and do differently. And I'll feel like, you know, all of it has been worth it. That's where I'm at. Yeah. And speaking from as someone who's gone to a traditional business school, gotten a business degree, I can tell you that in all of my time in college, it was never revealed to me that my behavior is really what makes the difference in the outcomes that I seek and the vision that I cast and the financial rewards that I'm, I'm looking for or the company is looking to get. And I think that is, that for me is probably going to be the most shocking, you know, <laughs> from a, a business perspective is that 
like no one ever told me this like why didn't anybody talk about this when you talk about behavior in business school it's organizational behavior you talk about how the whole group behaves you don't talk about your behavior as a leader and no one prepares you for those sort of interactions no one prepares you for how you might misbehave and how that turns into other things and definitely in all the finance classes that i was forced to take that was not my that's not my my cup of tea but no one ever said when you look at each number each of these numbers on the balance sheet just know they're all connected to human behaviors and if you want to change these numbers don't start looking at these religiously you need to go and find the behaviors and influence those behaviors before you come back to the sheet because they're not going to change it's not going to get better and i think that that for me is something that we connected to in this book and we tried to bring out which is hey, there are things in traditional business programs that you might never get told, but I promise you once you're actually practicing business and you're actually creating and managing and leading and starting up thing, these are the things that you wish your professors would have actually told you and given you cheat sheets, cheat sheets around so that way you don't have to start from the negative. You don't have to start from a deficit with your team. You don't have to start you know, the rebuilding process years into whatever you are creating or, or working in. You know, the one the one thing that really uh, also stands out to me as, now that we're here is that, you know, I'm really thankful for the process. I think the process of, of putting this together has been a really exciting one. Uh, shout out to our executive producer you might have seen on the show a couple of times. Maggie McClurkin, who made sure this thing happened in a timely <laughs> manner and kept us in check throughout the process. But, but we, I mean, the, all the extra hours we spent together was also like time that we further learned, further misbehaved with each other, further, um, you know, just real time adding lessons of the last minute into this book because it just, you know, I feel like just this process, we should get going on, you know, second edition like now because we're already like filling up another book worth of learnings through the process. So I, I really appreciate that that experience, whether we got, you know, here or not. So. Yeah, no, I think that was, I mean, for those listeners who might be contemplating writing their own book, one, go for it. I'm always going to be the one that says like, go for it, go for your wildest dreams, dare to dream, dare to chase those dreams. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's also the real side of me that says, like, now what king goes to war and doesn't count the cost, right? So as you chase those dreams, know what you're signing up for, right? Which, you know, fortunately, we we, we found that out. Um, and what I will say, you know, if you are really interested in that process, um, really think about what you want to give, right? Because I think many authors approach it from the perspective of, you know, I have all these things and like, I want to have a legacy or, you know, like those selfish sort of reasons. Like if you don't know what gifts you want to leave behind and what others are needing and what people need to, you know, um, use or need to be successful, like you might find yourself wanting to write a book for the wrong reasons because, you know, those reasons don't motivate you to stay up late at night to review manuscripts, <laughs> right? That, that doesn't motivate you to, you know, really sort of put in the work to write, rewrite, overwrite, you know, rethink everything, so to speak, before you get to the final words. And I think that that is, that was a huge sort of revelation for me, which is like your commitment to this process is likely driven by the need to motivate and do something for others more so than, you know, selfish reward. And, you know, 
it's it's something that you just you sort of have to have this drive and for me at least it wasn't anything that was extrinsic it was all intrinsic but it was also the idea of knowing that there's going to be someone who's in a situation that i can't go and advocate for i can't go and sort of represent and sort of you know tear down the table you know so to speak and start yelling at the leaders to make better decisions like my way of helping that person was in this book and so that was always in my head as I was reviewing, editing, writing, drafting, you know, talking with you guys about things, questioning what you guys were saying, right? And vice versa. And I think that that is something to just keep in mind is that like, know your purpose. Like if you don't know your purpose or if your purpose is selfish, chances are your book might might reflect that and it might not get what you are hoping to, to give. That was free. That was just like a, <laughs> that's just a free Boom, right there, man. I, I love it. And yeah, it's so for me personally, it's been a dream to write a book. Um, you know, my, um, I, I, you guys know this, but my, my father passed away a few years ago and it was his dream to write a book too. Uh, and he was, he was writing a sci-fi novel. He'd actually penned the entire thing. I have the, the document, the manuscript here in my house. It was this random like alien invasion book, right? And he had drafted it up and sketched it. And I remember watching him um, penning it and writing it. And he would hand me chapters to read. And I would give him critiques as like a 12-year-old. And I'm like, I don't know what this means, but it's kind of fun. And now to, to see an opportunity like this come in when we all decide together as a team, we're going to write this book and then make it a reality. It's it's not just a dream come true. It shows me that anything is possible. you know. And part of that has to do with the the people that you the company that you keep and the people that you surround yourself with and for me i'm lucky to to share that with the three of you in that we are co-authors of a book and it's very rare for people to be as aligned as we are i think in regards to how we wrote the book and the voice and tone we end up using <laughs> in the book and the fact that yes there were some there were some some discussions and arguments and all sorts of fun stuff but at the end of the day we're the most aligned group of people I've ever seen in terms of, in terms of getting to the right, getting to the heart of the issue in a story. And so I, I, I don't think it would have been possible without the unique perspectives that each of us brought to this, to this book. And I think it scares some people when they look at it and they're like, four people wrote it. I mean, how did you even, how was that even possible to come up with a story and then bring it together with it not saying like in each chapter, it starts with Chris wrote this paragraph, Muhammad wrote this sentence, Jeff added this comma. Like that's not how it was. But yeah. seeing the dream come to reality and seeing the accountability and the connection that we were able to bring to this, you will see our passion. You will see our voice. Um, but it also, it proves to, 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 it's proven to me that I'm capable of more than I think I'm capable of. And, and I'm hoping that that comes out truly for, for people that are able to read it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, <clears throat> I think the exercise of us working together on this book has further aligned all of us, but to begin with, like we went through pretty, you know, uh, stressful situations together over the last few years of a transformation. We've had to go through so much that's it's spent in the book. I think that brought us to closer together already. You know, we spent, we traveled the whole world uh, doing Seneca leaders, you know, trying to train over a thousand leaders from 46 different countries. I think all of it, all of that has lent its way to allowing us to be able to 
write this book in a very aligned fashion, but if anything, it's further aligned us on our values and so forth, but all from different perspectives, right? I think that's important. I think that's reflective in the book. I think if it was a single author book, it wouldn't have been as rich as it is today. I think because we all come from different lived experiences, we all come from different backgrounds, different ethnicities even, I think we bring a very different perspective to the book, which I think has only made this that much more exciting and you know, fortunate for us to be able to write a book that I think is going to appeal to a lot of audiences. So I'm really proud of how we were able to work with each other because I've heard horror stories of even two <laughs> authors fighting with each other and never getting a book out. So yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's been uh, has been quite impressive how we've been able to work with each other on this book. Wouldn't have had it any other way. Yeah, a definite meeting of the minds. I think it was the love for one another that made this book a possibility, to be Absolutely. honest. Absolutely. <laughs> so, listen, uh, bottom line, it's here. It's arrived. Go get it. It's available now at Amazon.com and also any other booksellers, really. And for a limited time to celebrate this launch, because we really want to get this, we want to get this message out in as many hands as possible. For a limited time, if you're listening to this week of launch, um, 99 cents for the ebook. If you just want to grab this right now, we're putting the ebook out for just 99 cents. No reason not to go snag it. We really want to get this out there. We also, have, of course, have the paperback and a beautiful hardcover copy available at many different retailers. And you can visit loveasbusinessstrategy.com to learn more. It's out there, folks. So we're excited. We're ready. We hope you enjoy this. We hope you. We hope it brings you value. We look forward to your feedback. There's a whole chapter about feedback in here, so you can go read that chapter about feedback and then give us feedback about it because we love wow, it. That's incredible. We 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 look forward to it. So on behalf of Muhammad, Chris, Frank, myself, I'd like to thank you all for um, sticking with the podcast, listening in today, and we really hope you enjoy this. Tell your friends really go out and share this because it means a lot to us and we hope it means something to you. And with that, thank you all. We're excited. We're pumped. I have more words, but I'm going to stop. Mo, Frank, Chris. No, just uh, go Here get it. Go. Whether you're, whether you're a leader, a CEO, a middle management, upcoming leader, a student in business school or high school, all of you guys, like we'd love it if you guys could go read the book and, uh, you know, yeah. leave us a review, but also learn from it. We'd love to hear your feedback and thoughts. Yeah. And if nothing that we said convinces you, do it for the children. They are our future. They deserve <laughs> to have a better work day. <laughs> not reading it means that you oh. do not care about our future generations is what I'm saying. You know, we, weirdly enough, my daughter who's nine is reading this book and so far she's enjoying it. So I'm just saying the children have already begun. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Like Frank, did she think this. I was mean? She did. That's what she came with. <laughs> Reading that story really, it, you know, hmm. That's so, what, that's what anyway. They all are like, you were so mean to Frank. And I'm like, listen, oh, we've made amends. Everything is fine. And for, to find out what we're talking about, read the book. Oh, yeah. Yes. Read the book. All right. Thank it's for you. the kids. <laughs> Signing off. See you guys later.